Welcome to Naja Reviews. This is Brian, your host. I know I said that this week was going to be a normal episode, but that was before I watched the movie, so it's going to be probably a little short, because I don't want to watch this movie again, because it's so good. You only have to watch it once. So, Children of the Corn, Genesis. Only person that I know from anything in it is Billy Drago, I believe, is his first name. And the only thing I know him from is Tremors 4, The Legend Begins, which makes no sense because there wasn't a legend in the first one and that was a prequel. So it's stupid like Sentinel or pointless, I guess. He was cool in that movie. He played a dirty cowboy and he's gross looking, so it works. I'm sure that Billy Drago is in things. I just haven't seen him in those. So this is a quote-unquote retelling or reboot or remake or whatever you want to call it of Children of the Corn. They had so much material to work with. It's an hour and 20 minutes, not even a regular length of a movie. Maybe should have just turned this one into a short story if you didn't have the substance to make a full movie. Might actually have been enjoyable if it was shorter. So This movie is about a possessed boy, kind of, with powers. And this new couple, well, they're an older couple. This couple that is about to have a baby, so they're about to be a new family, is what I meant to say. Their car breaks down, and they have to deal with Billy Drago and his mail-order Russian wife. I think she's Russian. I'm just going to say Russian, but it could be German, but I'm going to say Russian. This movie, from an analytical standpoint, is nonsensical. A bunch of stuff gets brought up, just said, from character to character. And it might get brought up, like, once later. I I don't know. I'll explain what I mean later. Just know that you're going to be bored. A couple is going to fight. The couple's told to not do something. And the first thing they do is the something. And then they have to try to get out of the situation. It's... Like, so by the numbers, but with so less substance. I The problem is, if they had a good writer, they could have made a not Children of the Corn movie, but they could have made a movie with this pre- premise. They just didn't have the meat to fill in the gaps. In other words, the movie should have started before the movie started, so we could get to know the couple that we're following a little bit more. Even the first Children of the Corn let us get to know the two main characters more. They woke up, it was his birthday. No, it wasn't his birthday. What is his birthday? Man, I just watched it. Anyway, he I do know that he was just about ready to be licensed as a doctor or he was going to his first job or something like that. And they celebrated and they were happy. And you knew that Linda Hamilton's character wanted to get married and the guy wasn't really into that kind of commitment, at least at this point in time. Like, you learn all of that because we see the characters interact with each other for a little bit before anything happens at all, really. In this one, it kind of it starts at the breakdown. So the equivalent would be, basically, when we go from main characters, it starts from the breakdown. I'll explain more later. Um, and then throughout the movie, they set up the characters, but the only thing they set up is mistrust and literally nothing else. So it's pretty weak when it comes to characters and motivations. I, we'll get to it later. And then objectively or subjectively, uh, it sucked. I got nothing else to add without talking about the damn movie. So we're going to do that now. So this is spoilers ahead overview, but it's not going to be as concise as most things because I watched this movie a week ago and I don't want to watch it again. So we're doing this now. The first thing we see is that this movie doesn't even take place in Gatlin, which is Nebraska, by the way. I think I said Iowa last episode, but it's Nebraska. 
It's 20 miles outside of Gatlin where this starts, which in my neck of the woods means it's not in fucking Gatlin, since in the radius of where I'm sitting right now, there's three or four towns that are separate from mine less than 20 miles away. So it doesn't even take place in Gatlin. There's no corn. The most we get with the corn is these angelic figures that are made out of corn husk. They're very pretty. Somebody made a very pretty looking corn husk angel effigy type of situation. Not the crude, creepy one from the first one because this is a, they wanted to make a movie and they called it Children of the Corn. It's not even a retelling or reimagining or anything like that. From the little bit I know about the short story, yeah, this isn't it. So a guy is coming home from the war, but I can't remember which war because I can't remember what time this movie is. I think I'm going to go with Vietnam because of some of the imagery. He comes home to his house that's 20 miles away from Gatlin, which I don't know how these kids made it from Gatlin and walked 20 miles. I don't know. They killed all the adults and don't seem to use cars and any of the other sequels. So he comes home, his wife is dead, his parents are dead, these effigies are laying around, this Asian kid like leads him upstairs and he finds his wife mutilated and this kid's in a bag it's it's weird starts to attack him and there's a window on the wall so if you jumped forward from the the top of the stairs instead of downward you'd hit a window and this kid pokes him in the chest with a knife and instead of falling down the stairs like you would he flies straight out the window and slams on the ground and then we cut to our main characters and all of that took a really long time and looked so fucking fake. And I'm not talking about like CGI fake. I'm talking about the house looked like a set. They didn't have enough money to go to an actual house and film it, it feels like. Or it's something to do with the editing or lighting. Because it looked really, really fake. Like, we're definitely on a set. So that was distracting. Our main characters are... More, more like their characters from the book, actually. But but still really annoying, because they were both really annoying in the book. I got about halfway through the short story, got bored, and stopped listening. They're in California. And in the middle of nowhere California, they break down. And by when we get there, they've been broken down for a while, and they're real thirsty. And pregnant lady thrown up. I don't know how she can throw up if you don't have any food or water in your system exactly, but she figured it out. The guy's going to go find some help, and he's like, you should stay by the car. Which, yeah. Probably. <laughs> and she's like, nah, I'm coming with. And you get the sense, well, you don't get the sense. They fucking tell you later that he's not mature enough in her eyes. And then we just get to see that she's kind of bitchy at first, but she calms it down towards the end of the movie. So they go up to basically a shack in the middle of the desert. And Billy Drago's there. He's playing a guy named Preacher. Spoiler alert, he may or may not be the guy from the beginning. Which, if you didn't know that, you've not watched movies before. Especially not ones that are on a rail system, like this one. He has a mail-order wife. At least that's the joke they use, but it really does kind of look like that. So they ask for help, and they have to wait until the morning, because, once again, we're on rails. So, bitchy baby holder is talking to Preacher, and immature guy goes to try to call for help. And while he's doing that, mail-order A extorts him for money to use the phone. B asks for weed and C grabs his nuts and D flashes a nipple and spreads her leg to try to get him to screw her. And, and that's it for the whole entire movie. I mean, when it comes to this like sexual, I need this because Preacher's too old and doesn't want to do it, but there's more to it than that later. And it's really weird. Like he brushes, he's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> 
like a good person does. And the whole time I'm like, is he going to relapse and do her eventually? And then it gets to a point in the movie where he gets accused of doing that by Preacher Man. But when you watch the movie, there's literally no time for that to happen. So it's, I guess it's a good thing that they didn't do it. Or the movie didn't tell us that they did it. Because it wouldn't have made any sense chronologically when you watch the movie. So they have a really awkward dinner. And Preacher's like... Hey, you gotta use the outhouse if you gotta go to the bathroom, and the only running water is from the sink if you need running water. Don't go anywhere outside except the outhouse. So, the first time, she- give credit to the guy in this movie. As soon as they're alone in the room, he's like, Hey, the Russian chick did some things. And to her credit, she brushes it off at the moment like, Well, she trusts him. Doesn't brush it off, but trusts him, which is good. I don't like when movies just straight up have it everybody have mistrust for no reason at all well she hears some noises so she's gotta go check it out she goes to a shed in the backyard with a child in it being tortured kind of maybe just a little bit and then she hides from preacher and then some things happen everything comes back preacher knows that the lady's out there but he doesn't catch her i don't think oh no he does catch her And she tries to explain it away and he acts like he believes her. And then she goes back and she's like, hey, you should probably call the cops or something. And then dude's going to call the cops, but he sees some recording equipment and then he starts watching it. And it's recording equipment of them. I'm going to say trying to exercise this child, but it looks like straight up torture or it could be straight up torture. This is when the lady starts being bitchy towards him. His significant other starts to be bitchy towards the main guy, but... If you would have saw that video camera, you'd have stopped and looked at it too. And then some telekinesis happens at some point. The house starts to shake. <laughs> Billy draw or preacher is like, it was her baby. She came over with it. She deceived me by tell- not telling me she was pregnant. And it came out and he's a demon. And then a cop shows up at some point and gets flung into the air by telekinesis. Kyle. So now everything is, stuff's moving. The house is rattling. Things are being thrown. Some guy comes up. That's supposed to give him a ride in the morning, but he's in on this whole stupid thing. And then you see the mom ordered a toy for the kid because it's actually Preacher's kid with her, which is going to be weird in a minute here. She she gives him uh, a car hauler semi toy for some reason. I know the reason, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure right after that. He stabs her through the back with a pitchfork because it's Children of the Corn, so it had to be a pitchfork, even though there's no crops here, so there's no reason to own a pitchfork. There's not enough anything to need a pitchfork for, it seems like. So she's dead at some point. They get away, finally, but then the kid is playing with his car thing, and they're behind a car hauler semi, and as he flips cars off of it, cars in real life flip off of it, and it causes an accident, and the guy dies, but the lady lives, and the dude that's in on it scoops her back up, brings her back to the compound, and all the kids from the beginning show up, and the whole ploy here is that kid wanted her to stay so he could have another kid to do whatever, because they don't fucking explain anything in this movie. It's just, he's possessed. What is his goal? Nobody fucking knows. At least in the... Every single other one, there was a goal. Maybe not four. I don't know if four had a goal. I think that one was just revenge. But the point is, the only reason to watch this movie, and it's going to be a little bit vulgar, I wouldn't watch this movie because of this. If you want to see Areola of the chick, the mail order chick, and after the end of the movie happens, the cop falls finally and hits the ground, goes splat. Pretty funny. Only two reasons to watch it. I'm going to go ahead and say just skip this one forever. I don't think I have anything else to say, even if I rewatched it before this and actually did this like 
quote-unquote professionally, you would get a couple more scenes of innate banter between characters that you don't give a shit about, and neither do I. It looks like a regular old low-budget movie. So, with all that being said, I am definitely 100% not watching the Children of the Corn prequel named Children of the Corn, because A, I looked for it a couple times, couldn't find it. It's like it was made but never released, but I didn't do enough digging to re- to figure out if that was true because I have no desire to watch it, ever. I've seen every single other one, and it's taught me that not watching any of them is a good choice. Maybe the first one. Get away with the first one. Maybe a death montage of the rest of them because there's nothing else worth seeing in the movies. In this movie, only three people die. Well, six if you count the beginning, but you don't get to see those die. They're just already dead. And the cop's just comical. The guy dies in a car accident, and the lady gets stabbed with a pitchfork. Chick with a pitchfork's the best one. Although it makes the least amount of sense because there was no reason to kill her. She literally gave the tool that captured them at the end, so there's no reason for her to die, I guess. Anyways, we're not doing that next week. We're going to do a movie I actually like so we can go back to the regular format because I'm not taking the gamble on watching a new movie that might suck after having to watch all these stupid things. So we're going to do a movie called Splinter that I saw a long, long time ago on FX before they rebranded it to what it is now. Or sci-fi. I didn't mean to say FX. Sci-fi when they actually spelled it sci-fi, not S-Y-F-Y. There's like six total people in it, maybe less. It's about a mold or a fungus, and it's a, it's pretty good, in my opinion. It's a nice small movie, creature feature, pretty good effects, smart characters, and dumb ones. But there's enough smart characters in it to keep you entertained. There's a little bit of like, let's figure out what's going on here as we observe what's going on type of thing. It's really gross also. So if you like gory gross movies, this has a couple of shots like that. So sorry for such a short... I'm looking at the time now and it says 24 minutes. So that's probably going to shrink down to like, I don't know, 16 by the time I'm done editing. Because there's a lot of pauses and things. I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to doing it. The movie was bad. Don't watch it. Final time I'm saying it. Probably the final time I'm going to bring up Children of the Corn ever in my entire life. Maybe at this point. So I hope you have a good week. I will talk to you next time about something that's actually worth seeing. Bye.